Hey, and welcome to Property Mastermind Podcast with Hilary Saxton. This week, episode 33, a property chat with the legendary Bob Anderson. Bob and I thought we'd just sit down and have a yarn and see what great information we might come up with. The guy's a legend, knows so much, so let's jump into episode 33. And welcome to episode 33, Property Development Chat with Bob Anderson. Welcome, Bob. Thanks. Great to be back. Be back. Great, <laughs> great to be back yet again. Hey, before we get started, it's the 20th of January today, and tonight's free Australia-wide goal setting for anybody who wants to join. There'll be a link below. There's no upsell. I just take people. I am a proper coach, so I'll take you through a goal setting session if you are interested in joining. It's how take one hour out of your life you've got limited time to sign up and you'll be sent a link and I'll just walk you through it so if you'd like to actually set yourself some goals for 2022 and beyond be on that 7pm Sydney time this evening anyway enough about that Bob before we get started I would like to say here first here first so this week we're giving away oh I'm giving away a free coaching session to Adrian Dragakoff. Adrian sent me an email and good on you. Sometimes when you ask, you shall receive. He asked me if he could have a session, if I had any time in my busy, busy schedule. And I thought, you know what? Why not? I like to sort of help people on their journey. So, Adrian, I'll be reaching out to you and you'll get a free coaching session with me. So, I hope you find that useful. I know he will. He will. I know. Plenty too. others have. Yeah, I know. <laughs> could change your life. It, it will change Adrian. your life. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Change mine. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> so property chat, Bob, where are we starting? Well, I don't know. This was your idea. Now, you said let's have a like a off-the-cuff, almost unprepared chat, and I'm not sure what I'm up for. I don't know where you're going to lead this. Where would you like to start? Oh, I don't care. Look, hey, it's your show. Speaking of which, look at your hair. How good does that look? Thanks, Bob. I can't believe I saw some photos the other day, like before last Christmas. Yes. And there you were with your long black locks, almost to your waist. I did have hair to my waist. Now it's like the same length of yours as yours. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, you probably go to a better hairdresser than me. But um, you, you sort of forget, don't you? You know, you just get used to things. Like I'm so used to you with the shorter hair now. Mm. And you're probably the uh, most attractive presenter of property in Australia. Oh, hey. You don't know what to say to that, No, do I don't. I, actually, <laughs> it's not very often I'm stuck for words, but there you go. You had me. Uh, Crikey. Gotcha. gotcha. Well, I suppose that was the whole COVID change for me. Uh, and change, like we did that because we moved to the ocean so we could fish mm. more and swim more. And and then I thought, well, if I'm going to live by the ocean, the last thing I need is long hair. Yeah, so, exactly. Particularly yeah. your hair. It's so thick and healthy. Yeah, so now it's the same length of yours, but this isn't really about hair. It's no, this about is property. not a hair thing. But while we're talking about that, I suppose there's been a lot of change, like that was that change. Hmm. What about the changes that have happened in the property development space in the last 12 months? Wow, yeah. You know, last 12 months, what's happened? Well, we've seen enormous growth. Enormous. Just in the residential sector, mm-hmm. particularly housing, mm-hmm. in the first six months. Mm. And still strong in the second six months of 2021, but not to the same degree, not to the same percentage growth, mm. but solid stuff. Mm. I mean, uh, as you know, I've been around a long time, almost four decades in the property industry, and it, it is unique, that sustained growth that we've seen. Is that the biggest one you've seen, Bob? It'll go close to the biggest jump, but uh, particularly if you look at the time, you know, mm. how much things went up. I think Sydney went up something like 22% in the first six months. Whoa. Now, that's pretty incredible. But these are exceptional times. Mm. 
you know, I haven't um, been through a pandemic previously. I've been through plenty of recessions and we really haven't had one. No. It's a bit of a laugh, but a bit of a joke when people used to talk about the, the pending recession. Mm. Oh, it, at the, during the start oh, of, yeah, of yeah, the COVID it's, thing. It's never yeah. going to happen. But, no. but no, I mean, I've been, been through lots of ups and downs, probably mm. five property cycles, uh, certainly into some serious recessions mm. uh, in the early 90s, but never, never gone through a pandemic before. And look what happens in a pandemic <laughs> when it comes to property development. Yeah. Not just the price, yeah. like the, the whole lack of stock, you know, mm. builders not having, you know, the, the stock they require to build with, like the product. The, yeah, yeah, a lot the of stock. Materials steel, is a word about well, Materials, yeah, yeah. steel, timber, everything, and, mm. and trade, tradies as well. But, mm. um, yeah, I've seen, I've seen property booms, I've seen building booms. Mm. Uh, but, you know, it's a worldwide phenomenon. There's a building boom all over the world. Crazy. Hmm. Why would it have caused a building boom, Bob? <laughs> Sorry to throw you in it it's, with no uh, preparation. Look, I don't know. I, I think part of it, not all of it, is the fact that people were scared during the whole COVID thing and not really knowing what was going to happen and there's all hmm. sorts of horror stories were going out there. And I think at the end, and I mean, it's not totally over, but people were so relieved that, you know, the world didn't fall in on their heads and, hmm. you know, health-wise... Aliens didn't Can't. turn up and take us away in their spaceships. No, none of that happened. And then there's sort of this bit of a euphoric thing and coming out of lockdowns mm. again and, you know, that's part of it. There's a lot of government government incentives, mm. you know, the $25,000 incentive from the government that really lit a fire under house construction rather than medium-density townhouses and that right. sort of thing. Yeah. It just really put a fire under that. First homeowners... Most of Hang on, I don't think you should say put a fire under housing. But anyway, Karen. oh, what I mean is like yeah, lit, lit it up, you know, lit it up in a big yeah. way. And for a while, there almost forty percent of all new mortgages were to first homeowners. It all came off the back of like a pandemic. It came off the back of a lot of government incentives, mm. and so that's to not, stimulate the economy. Yeah, well, that's not yeah. normal market forces at no. work. I mean, th- there almost weren't any market forces at work in a way. Mm. Yeah, so um, yeah, I, I don't know. There, there you go. And also I think the people that had, like us moving to the beach, because that was always something we were going to do, but it made us think, you know what, let's go now. And I think with the, in the property development space, a lot of people who had previously thought, I'll do that at some point, mm. and then saw the threat of their income, you know, being potentially lost, or that, the realisation that we have to do stuff we want to do now, rather than waiting for the ideal time or another time. I think that it won't... Not woke people up, but I think gave the jolt that people thought, yeah, I'm aware I'm doing this now. Would you agree? Yeah, and I think a lot of people had plans. Oh, you know, in 10 years' time, we'll sell up and we'll move here. Or mm. when we retire, we'll sell up and move here. And that sort of threat, that threat to your life, which wasn't really a threat to your life all that much. And people thought, you know, why should we be – why wait? Mm. Why wait? You know, why not buy a caravan and a four-wheel drive? Why not buy a boat? Why not move to the beach? And, and so they brought a lot of decisions forward. Mm. I think that's probably one of the changes that, alongside my haircut, that, <laughs> that happened in the property development space, Bob. Yeah, yeah. What about the property education space? Holy moly, there's been some changes there with due to what happened, yeah. you know, with the COVID thing. Oh, yeah, property education, investment education, renovation yes. education, property yeah. development education, any yes. form of property education. Mm. Because during the lockdowns, you know, you couldn't go to live events. I mean, we had to cancel many of our live events. And and then we had to put it online, which was... Yeah, the so first one was pretty horrendous. The last <laughs> one was excellent. But the first one, dodgy, yeah. as in one camera. Yeah. Yeah, so as a result, everybody was jumping on online. 
yes. do online courses. There's a big thing. There's a big push. Mm. A lot of people are out there peddling their wares, as it were, on, mm. on uh, say, on Zoom, let's say. And th- th- it became what I call the era of the five-minute expert mm. because we've got people with no history, not a lot of experience, all of a sudden on the airwaves, you know, zooming away. At, uh, putting together courses and flogging Putting the together courses, putting together the, you know, the idea that they're experts – I remember during that period of time, uh, some podcasts started was a property property investment sort of pod- podcast. Mm. Now, look, hey, good on the person for having a crack. You know, mm. don't don't deny people having a go. But I happen to know him. He's just a local real estate agent, mm. and he's he's not even the best real estate agent in the suburb. Uh, but nevertheless, he he climbed on board, and next thing he's out there running running you know podcasts and so forth and things on Zoom and. Uh, but, but, but saying what? What was the like saying he was an expert on investing? Yeah, on, on a, the real estate market and investing. And, and, oh, okay. and he's, he's got all of like seven years' experience, uh, all of that during a boom period mm. in one suburb, mm. where he's ranked probably five or six in the suburb. But anyway, he's out there, you know, good luck. And that's what I mean by the five minute expert. Mm. Uh, yeah, so. the whole online course thing has been pretty horrific, really. Yeah, so in the old days, here we go. <laughs> the old days, oh, sit man, down, talking everyone. about the old days. Oh, dear. You had to sort of build your credibility over time. Yes. Like I'm talking about pre-YouTube, pre-Instagram, mm. pre-Zoom. I mean, Zoom only started in 2011. It's only 10 years ago. Mm. Uh, and it only started, didn't start making a profit until 2017. So mm. it is quite a new phenomenon in a way. But before that and before YouTube and before, particularly before Instagram, you sort of had to build, build up. Yeah, before. You had to build up your credibility and mm. it took time. Mm. And by the time you actually build up your credibility, you actually had it. Yeah. <laughs> because now you can like have instant credibility. It's a false type of credibility, but you can have an instant credibility Mm. in what I call the five-minute expert. So, you know, uh, anybody can open a Zoom account. Anybody can open... A Facebook account and hire a marketer. (laughs) Facebook account, uh, even Instagram. Mm. I mean, you might take 200 photos. You just choose the best two. Oh, there's so many uh, editing can, tools You can touch them up, you know. So it's mm. not it's not really the real real thing anymore, you know. And so we've seen a lot of that happening and a I lot mean, of online stuff. We've done even, you know, ourselves. We've put you – because in the past, like, you've stood in front of hundreds like – what's the, the biggest audience you've had while you've been teaching on stage? Oh, the biggest audience I've spoken in front of is probably about nine or 10,000. There you go. And what's the result of that? Well, the result of that is, in my opinion, that you have to be careful. Yeah. You have to be selective. Mm. You have to do your research. Mm. And not just get, like, suckered in by some pretty Instagram photos, terminology that people use when Mm. they describe themselves. Mm. Uh, I mean, even testimonies, you know, like, seriously. Like, ours are genuine, but... It's not hard to make them up. No. And how do you know? Oh, there is a thing. I listened to a podcast a a while ago about um, how you can tell if if they aren't genuine. But I suppose, like you just said there, (laughs) the whole how much experience you have. Because we have about over 70%, I believe, of the people who come and do the Property Mastermind Property Development course have done other courses and they come because they realise they didn't get what they needed. So often they say, I don't don't even know where to start or they've already done somebody else's because the experience or the person they're learning from doesn't really have... Would you agree there? Yeah, well, yeah, probably. I mean, you're often on the front line of talking to those people even more than I am. Mm. But it it is a fairly high percentage. Mm. I liken it a bit like this. If you want to learn something like property investment, I mean, it's it's not that complex, really. There's mm. basic principles. And the thing is, even if you don't make 
a great investment. You've got time on your side. Mm. Like, uh, and markets sort of progressively move on. You know, yes. property always goes up in value in the long term. So even if you don't buy smart at the beginning, mm. time's just going to you know, make, up, make up for it. Yeah. And then you take a step up from that. You might be talking about renovating. Mm. Well, it's a bit like that too because there's a lot of property investment component in a renovation. Mm. Like you think of a cosmetic renovation, which is what most of them are. Mm. It's a bit of a, you know, touch up, bit of a lick, you know, mm. paint new carpet maybe. Oh, man, I'm the queen. You are the queen. I love a good reno. <laughs> Can't Back beat a day. good reno. Yeah. Yeah, but, but like even it's, if you got that a bit wrong, the underlying value is that of a property investment. All mm. you've done is tart up the house. Mm. Tart up. But the... <laughs> a tragic word. Ah, well, there you go. But um, I'm a property developer. But property development, it mm. involves quite a lot of money mm. and you're often like creating the whole product, mm. e.g. going from an old house to knocking it down and building three or four townhouses, let's say, and you don't have a lot of time. Like you don't have time usually for the market to lift, make up for your mistakes. And the reason for that is because of finances. Yeah, well, finance and the and short period of time. Mm. You know, you think of a typical f- free townhouse project, it's going to take somewhere between probably 16 and 24 months, mm. depending on how slow councils are to approve things mainly and maybe how slow or fast the builder is. It doesn't give you a lot of market time to make up. Like mm. the investment, you didn't buy really well. Well, you know, two, three, four, five, five years, yeah. you know, it'll catch up, pass it in your own way. Mm. You don't have a lot of time. You've got to get property development right. Mm. It's a bit more crucial. So, And there's a lot more moving parts. Yeah. And I think with the... If we go back to the like the, the change in the in the property education space, a lot of the new experts have done maybe done a few projects. Hmm. But, I mean, it's not hard to say you've done you know what. Give me some examples here, well, like you know yeah. five projects or something. And and what's that worth? You know, it's easy to say I've done how many million. Well, if, if you did four or five projects of the same sort of project in the one city in the one cycle, you haven't really learnt any more than doing one mm. because, you know, if you did four or five townhouse projects in Brisbane or Adelaide or anywhere you want to think about in a rising market, mm. you've learnt the process of how to do a property development but you haven't learnt how to solve the problems that can come up because you actually had very few problems, mm. you know. Uh, it's pretty easy. In some cases I've seen projects where, you know, my dog could just about do them, you know, really, uh, you know, and the market sort of <laughs> carried them up. She's about here somewhere. But, uh, you know, it, it's quite different. And to really – I mean, property development, if everything works perfectly, it's easy. Oh, well, it's easy. I mean, you've got to get all the moving parts right. Mm. You've got to get your processes right. But, you know, it's what you learn in the tough times that, that makes you a real developer, in my opinion. Mm. And maybe I'm a bit hard on some people, but developing in – in different locations, you learn a lot. Yeah. Developing in different phases of a property cycle, not just when it's going up mm. and it's easy, but what about when it's flat, flattened or what about when it's going down? Mm. What about in times of, you know, where interest rates are really high? What about times when there's a recession? What about at times when there's high unemployment? What about times when it's really hard to get finance? Mm. You know, a and, lot and of people even, haven't been through that stuff. And not just that, even like small council issues, you know, when mm. they change zoning on you or they get stripped for some reason or like when one of your consultants just takes forever, drags it out. Like there are so many little things that, 
you know, mm. that happen and that, and you you can't know what to do. Like how many calls do we get when it's no. too late? No. You know, what do I do now? Um, and because they're just doing it on their own and winging it and then Google who to ask when there's a problem. Yeah, yeah. It's funny how because of our profile, like people often contact us when they're in a bit of trouble mm. and, and it's either they haven't got any education or or they went somewhere where it wasn't sufficient and they end up knocking on our door. Mm. How often does that happen? But even yeah. the wording on how long someone's been in property, you know, that's a, that's a, tr- that's a bit of a trap. But, I mean, yeah. I can say I've been in property for 30 years because I b- bought my first house at 18, but I haven't been property developing for 30 years at all. No, no. You say, I mean, that's part of your due diligence at seeing through things, you know. If somebody says, I've been in property and development for 30 years, that, that means nothing to me. What, what's that mean? They bought their first house 30 years ago? And, they, and then they did what a about, schools in 2012. What, what about property <laughs> development? You know, how many have you done? Where have you done them? During what markets have you done them? Mm. I mean, if somebody's done, like I said before, you know, three or four projects in a rising market in one place, um, they've learnt the process, but they haven't learnt what to do when there's problems because mm. they haven't had the problems yet. But the problems will come yeah. in due course, you know. Yeah. And I don't know, I'm probably a bit hard, but I don't consider anybody to be like a what I'd consider to be a top shelf or an experienced developer until you've done 100 million. Now it mm-hmm. might sound like a big number to people, but I've seen too many people that are out there saying 20 and 30 million, uh, and and really they've, they've just done exactly what I said. It's been a rising market. It's mm. been the one place, you know. It's been in times of, you know, when the market's carried. And I've seen the market save lots of people. Mm. Hey? But investors and, and developers to a degree. Mm. Uh, but that's just just what it is. So it's part of the COVID change. The whole we've got the new expert, experts, yeah, and then they usually end up with you, with us anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, if, it, if we're not the first place, we'll generally be the last port of yeah, call when yeah, all else generally. fails. You know, with that, Bob, what what is it? I, I mean, I know you've made a lot of people very wealthy, and I know you've been known as the uh, the millionaire maker. <laughs> <laughs> That's no. an ex- I don't even know where that started. He started first coining that expression. Oh, I've seen it somewhere. Ten years ago, maybe. Or I don't know. I think I watched uh, you going on stage or something and they introduced it. And it's the millionaire maker. I remember sort of going, mm. oh, my goodness, Bob, was that you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let me say, in terms of making money out of property generally, mm. if you want to make the most money, where do you go? It's not a property investment. No. It's not renovating. No. It's property development. Mm. I mean, that's not rocket science. That's where most of the money's made. If you want to make big money, it's in property development. Uh, even if you start off really small, start mm. off with a you know, two-lot subdivision, but start off. Mm. Uh, so if that's where most of the money is made, and that's what I teach, and I've been doing it for a long time. Mm. Like I, I started teaching people in the property area in 1989. Mm. Uh, so, so I've been around a while. So... Obviously, I'm going to create a lot of millionaires because I'm teaching people mm. how to make money in the most lucrative field there is in property. Mm. So it's sort of like a byproduct almost that I'm going to create lots of multimillionaires. I don't say millionaires anymore because it means nothing. Mm. People in Sydney that you know didn't lose their job and didn't die became automatic millionaires with the you know with the latest yeah, interest. but didn't do anything smart to do it. So so to me, it's like multimillionaires these mm. days, isn't it? Well, I think what I, sometimes I watch people go, oh, I've just done another property development. I see stuff online and I'm like, oh, my gosh, why don't you just say and Bob did it with you and <laughs> held your hand and, you know, we're supporting you all the way through. That sort of, I don't know, can we talk about that on the podcast? Probably not. I, sometimes I think you don't get enough you don't get enough kudos for what you do and the level of care and commitment that you have um, for your people is just humongous. Yeah, look, it's not, it's not something I go out. I mean, I don't do it for that reason. Mm, no. But you do see it, you know, sometimes I see – I've even seen people on other stages, like other – I'm thinking of a few people that, that have ended up 
uh, oh being, my, I know being, being interviewed by other educators. And they did your mentoring program it, and you taught them. Yeah, exactly. But, but they never say. Well, they're not allowed to. No. Because the person interviewing them would I know, know where so they many got people have done their that. teaching and their experience mm. from. We mm. said, I don't say it because it's obviously contradictory. And they run out of people to, to interview. <laughs> yeah, I've seen, um, I've seen so many people interview people that we've interviewed. Mm. But I, even take people that you've taught and then they have because yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah that, it's that's funny interesting. Or, it or they jump business. up on Facebook and say, you know, and you get an ongoing, you know, story through their development, but like they don't say that, you know, you got them over the line, you mm. know, or I or I got them over, or I taught them or whatever else. But that's mm. okay. I mean, it's not why we do it, but it's funny. I think it's oh, I don't know. There's a bit of ego in there. I think you know. Mm. And maybe, I don't know why, I, I look at it and I'm like, why can't you just say, you know, what Bob's done for you? I, I do often see uh, that. Yeah, and I've, yeah. I've listened to other podcasts. Where, oh, you're protective over me. Oh, no. Just, to me, it's just, why can't you just say it? Why can't you just say, yeah, I, yeah, thanks so much. But, I mean, I suppose the people who do, uh, like, you know, the likes of Sean Hayes, who yeah. he often refers people to come and, you know, and join the mentoring program or, you know, he always sends people here. So, yeah, we thank Sean Hayes for that. Yeah, you shall yeah. be. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and others like Sean. I mean, Sean's a good operator. Yeah, he is a uh, good operator. Yeah, Doing very where, well in Where did he learn property development? What's that, sorry? Where did he learn property yeah, development? Yeah, he learned it from you, but yeah. he doesn't not say. Yeah, but he sends people to us because he knows that you, they learn properly. That's where you're going to get the results. Yeah, good, totally. Good on you. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I suppose we've used the word mentoring quite a bit. But what makes a good property mentor, Bob? What makes you so good, do you think? What makes you such a good property mentor, apart from your level of ridiculous level of knowledge and a ridiculous level mm. of experience? Why are you good at it? Because you are very good. Well, you said what makes a good mentor. Mm. I mean, what's you probably answer this better than I could. What's the difference between a coach and a mentor? A mentor, you teach the technical and you you teach them how to fish, in my opinion. Like you teach somebody how the how to fish. The coach is more the mind journey, the taking of the action, the next step required. Whereas, I mean, we, 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 you and I kind of cross over on that. Mm-hmm. But I believe it's, that's how it works. Like the coaches, for me, it's more, you know, what is your plan for the week and are you taking those steps and, and giving them that level of self-belief that they can do it. You, just saying the right things, listening to what they what their problem is right then, like listening to their to what they need, and sometimes offering solutions. But a lot of the time, a good coach will get people to come to their own solutions because you're more than likely to take action and do things if it's your idea. Mm. Uh, that's not that's neuroscience tells us that. That's not my opinion. So I will always try and get somebody to come to their own resolve. But if they're stuck on something, I can help them. And if it's very technical, as in if it's in a property development technical, and I don't know the answer, it's definitely a you thing. But I think you're. So mentoring. Yeah, you teach the technical. Well, I teach. I teach the technical. I, I try and make it a holistic thing. I think, mm-hmm. like within, like say, mentoring program as opposed to a course. But I look at the person, and I mean, part of your conversation with them is where do they want to go, where do they want to be in two and five years, and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. But I, I look at it. Yeah, I'll, I'll teach the technical, mm-hmm. the how to, right down to the micro, which is important, but. I'm looking at their their whole life as well. You know, is this a career move? Do they? Mm. Uh, I mean, we've had people that come every minute program and go. Well, I'm thinking of one person. You know who it is? They they got a role now as a general manager in a property development, a commercial industrial property development mm-hmm. company. So that that was their sort of move, and they still do their own projects on the side. But that wasn't his initial. His thing was just to get into property development. But yeah. then he got 
and got poached and he was transitioning anyway. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Was a, that was a so, cool story. Yeah, so I'm trying to look at a holistic sort of thing, the, the person, not just the, not mm. just the how, to, how to do the technical as well. And I sort of, you know, you, you hear of other fields that have mentors, the, the legal field, the mm. medical field. Mm-hmm. You know, when young interns, young doctors come in, they often have a mentor who's a doctor. Mm. And they've already learned a lot at uni. So what, what do they do? Well, they teach them the finer part, the finer, I was going to say parts of the art, the art of property development, the finer points of that. But they take a, a real interest in the person as an individual. Mm. And I think yeah, that's probably the difference. I listen to you teaching, like when, when we, you do extra training with people or even if it's one of their mentoring students and they're stuck on something and you'll like I'll be like, oh, they're, they're having an issue with finance. Well, well there's a, they don't quite get there's something going on here. And I'll hear you talk to somebody and I often think, oh, my goodness, it's just to me it sounds so obvious, but maybe I've heard it so often. I think the way you teach just really gives people a massive level of confidence. So I, I don't I think you teach at a very low level that you know you, you build on it gradually so that it's not too not too big for their brain to understand you come mm. in really low and maybe some people initially for the first you know 10 minutes or 20 minutes of something you're doing might think oh yeah I got that got that but you build mm. you I think you layer it that's what you do well you okay. layer the way you teach mm. and that'll depend on where they are themselves because yeah. people that let's say come into our mentoring program come from all walks of life mm. and have different levels of experience. Mm. Uh, so, you know, they could, be a, they could be a builder who's got lots of building experience, let's say. Well, mm. I'm not going to teach him much about building no. or her, uh, but, you know, depending on where they are. So I try and go back to basics. Mm. If they know very little about finance, I'll, I'll take it all the way back. Uh, and and then sort of build it up. Yeah, you're right. Building it up in layers. I haven't thought of that before. No, me either. It just kind of came to me because yeah. because when I hear you, I'm like, that's just so obvious to me. But I realise that you're you're kind of layering and and you reiterate. And I and I think that that just gives a massive level of confidence for people. Confidence is big. Oh, it's a, it's the game. I've often said property development is a confidence game. That, that you've heard it here first. Oh, not here first. I think I've said, I've said it a long time I know time you've ago. said it. I, I know you've said it. But I, I just like to say that from now on because. Yeah, it's funny. Hear yeah. it here first. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there you go. All those changes. Um, well, what, I'm going to do what you normally do. What, 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 Bob? What's the wrap here? What are we? How are we? How are we going to wrap this up? Um, well, this is coming out. On the twentieth of January, so the goal settings tonight. Will you be on the? Will you be doing? The I'll goal be tuning setting? in. You'll I do. No, I, I, I have goal setting. I need to do goal setting as much as anybody. Mm. Uh, you know, and we all have goals and aspirations, things we want to achieve. Doesn't doesn't matter where we are. Mm. I'm not static. I, I don't like. I'm not Bob Anderson static. Please. Fully content. I've, I've never seen you sit still for long, all that, apart from when you're eating. Otherwise, yeah. Yeah, otherwise, he's on the move. Yeah, otherwise. And always learning. No, but I'll be, I'll be tuning in for sure, um, setting some goals for the for the year. Some some fishing-inclusive goals. But that'll be part of it. Uh, life more. balance, all those things that you yes, need. Yes, life balance. Yes, kicking off, uh, rocking through that retirement village. Yep, yep, powering on with that one. Yes. Mm. And... Exciting things education-wise in 2022 that yeah. we have on our whiteboard that we're going to roll out. Yes, and stay that's all tuned. part of our, our sure mutual goal setting. Jump on the YouTube channel, start subscribing to that. You're in for some big treats there from from Bob Anderson and Hilary Saxon. Yeah, yeah, we've got some big stuff going on this year. So I think that's the wrap. We've got that's a lot. The wrap. 
that's the wrap. We've got a lot going on. There's been a few changes. It started with my haircut. We went into property development. We went into the five-minute experts. We oh, went on yeah. to mentoring. Watch, watch those five-minute experts. Watch the experts. <laughs> due, due diligence. And um, we'll catch you next week for episode 34. Exciting. Catch you next time. Bye. Bye.